What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Sherman Obed, back here once again, bringing you another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. We've got a very special episode this week. It is the 50th episode here on What's the Word Entertainment, sort of a uh, big big moment for us, Obed. Round of applause, round of applause. Yes, Congratulations yes, to you, Sir Sherman. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You as well. Glad to be back in action. How, how goes it, my friend? It goes well. It's a beautiful Saturday. Sun shining. Yeah, Got man. Couple Joe, what, kind, what more could I ask for? <laughs> I feel you. Let's just get right into it, man. Of course, the big first thing we want to start off in recapping it was the big game from last week. Of course, the Super Bowl was last week, and you know I think we both made our picks. And I gotta say, I think I came out on top once again, picking the Chiefs. Um, but man, it was what a it was a heck of a game, though. I will say this: it was a fantastic game. As we all know, Chiefs won that one, thirty-one to twenty, overcoming what a ten-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Um, dude, Patrick Mahomes just doing Patrick Mahomes things, of course, once again. I mean, for the most part, he looked very, very not Patrick Mahomes like. I'll say. <laughs> I think the term is mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he looked very mediocre in the beginning, first three quarters of this game, quite honestly. Yeah. And if the fourth quarter came around, he just put it. He put it to work. Um, so I mean, to me, this was more of just. Patrick Mahomes like the, in a Chiefs comeback more than just a Raiders defeat and, you know, just Niners, collapse. Niners, Niners. So, excuse me, yeah, Niners, apologize. To yeah. me, it was more of a Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes comeback than more of a 49ers collapse. I don't know if you would agree to that, but me, it was finally the point where Patrick Mahomes was doing what he normally does. So they couldn't just hold him down for so long. Would you agree or would you say otherwise? So I, I personally, I think that respectfully, Patrick Mahomes did do his thing. But my term and my comment, the mediocre, was just the way he played through those that the beginning of the game, the first three quarters, was just kind of like hang around, right? The defense for the Niners was really doing their thing, uh, but I, I really do feel like it was a collapse by the uh, the 49ers. Why? Well, Kyle Shanahan again with a lead blew the game. You're going 10-10 into the half. You just got a defensive stop on fourth and 13, but you don't call timeout with a minute 53 left when you're about to get the ball and have some timeouts in your pocket. You right. look I at thought the, that was very interesting. Right? You look up at the skybox. Lynch, John Lynch, the GM, is like gesturing. I need, you need to get a timeout. You need the clock. No, don't be don't be surprised when the next time you see him on camera, he's down on the field making sure that they're calling this game the right way because Lord knows. I mean, maybe Kyle Shanahan was concerned about a trick play situation, right, and just wanted to work with as little time as possible. But he then only called two run plays in the last 10 minutes of the game when you're up 20 to 17 against Kansas City. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, right? And, and again, you know, the, the uh, Sherman, what did you think about them as far as the Chiefs? Would this win be, be billed as Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes and willing them to the win? Or is this Andy Reid's culmination of all of the things he's done in his career? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think more it's more Patrick Mahomes because I don't think Andy Reid did anything too differently, you know, too, too different than he was doing earlier in the game. This was just really Patrick Mahomes just connecting with his guys, and you know that one play where he scrambled around to the left left hand side. He threw, he threw about like 40, 40 or forty yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think it was that long bomb, and then he really just you know he made some early mistakes. Look at the two, look at the two interceptions. The first one yeah. throwing throwing into zone coverage where the defect where there's about four defenders in the air. Area. That was a Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Just that was just flat out his mistake. Okay. Like, and, the, and the second interception, I think he threw behind the receiver. I think it was to Tyreek Hill. I believe it was again. Yeah. Um, tip ball went to, mm -hmm. went, to the, went to the defense. Another pick there. That's just him just making his mistakes that we're not yeah. used to him making. So One was in the red zone, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I think it was just maybe, maybe it was nerves. Maybe it could have just been you know, the defensive pressure really just getting to him. I think he just finally, finally excuse me, found his groove and really just turned it around. To me, I think it was just Patrick Mahomes just finally just getting back, getting things in order, so to speak. And because we're used to seeing him play like this, the you know for the past couple seasons, to be honest, yeah, true, it's true. just 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 like, like I said, for the thir- first three quarters, he was just inconsistent, like like you said, Obed, mediocre. You know, yeah. I think he just finally found his groove and just got into it. That's just my opinion. Okay, no, I I I think that that's absolutely valid. I mean, you know, people are are making comments about how he had a seventy eight point one passer rating in the game. Brock Osweiler's career passer rating is seventy eight. Right. Yeah. He did not play as well as he could. But, you know, I still feel like it's a story of the Niners in the driver's seat, leaving, letting them hang around. And when you let a team like the Chiefs hang around, they're going to make plays late. Right. Like this is to Andy Reid's credit. He has a system that has put multiple quarterbacks into the Super Bowl that for me, uh, he was missing this kind of quarterback play. He was missing if you had uh, uh Donovan McNabb doing Patrick Mahomes things at the end of the Super Bowl against the Patriots with the clock and Terrell mm-hmm. Owens out there, you win that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Probably, you know, you know um, and, but again, that's, that's if so facts, so stuff we're throwing there. Um, right. uh, it's, you know, uh, and then there's the question of, it wasn't just Patrick Mahomes getting this done. You know, it's, it's like I said, the Niners did went away from what was working and found themselves in a bad spot. Uh, Sherman, why did the Niners go away from Debo Samuel in the second half? That's you know that was a that's a very good question, Obed. I don't know quite honestly because he was tearing it up in the first half. You he know, was. he Amy with with the end arounds, the couple catches. You know, I'm just very surprised. You know, I, I don't know. I, quite honestly, I don't know why. And if you're gonna go away from him, you think all right, let's feed let's feed somebody else. Why weren't you feeding George Kittle more? Why weren't you, you know, yeah. like you said, that, arguably yeah. the best tight end in the game, like you said it a couple yeah. weeks ago. Why weren't you feeding Emmanuel Sanders more? You yeah, know, wide open on a on a run with like 140 left in the game. If uh, you know, uh, uh, Garoppolo, Garoppolo hits him, they got the lead 27-24. That's a play they're gonna talk about for quite some time. Garoppolo overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders deep in, the, in the, late in the game for the, the possible game possible game winning touchdown. And I think I said this before too. I knew if it would come down to where the Niners had to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball for them to win the game, it would not work and sure enough it did not work there was a few times late in that game where he just missed guys open guys George Kittle was opening a couple plays when he was one towards the one down in the end zone one towards out out in the flat later in the fourth early in their fourth quarter just overthrowing guys underthrowing guys and you're just not really getting the ball actually out there and I, I like I said I I knew this would happen if it came down to Jimmy G getting the getting the rock out there they would be you know they would have they would have some issues but them going away from Debo like they were the first I don't know what happened um you know they ran the ball uh, kind of well. Most only had 12 carries for 58 yards and a score, though. But you know, I really thought they would really, really pound the you know pound the ground. Even with Tevin Coleman only getting five carries, now I don't know if it was the sh- his shoulder was kind of still hurting from that you know from the from two two weeks previously from the uh, conference championship game where he got injured. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure, but I just. I feel like they just switched up their kind of game plan um, in the second half, and it didn't work. You know, 
<laughs> no, I, I, I have to agree with you. I think to the points that you made relying on Garoppolo and the disappearance of Debo Samuel might have been an issue with Garoppolo as is. He was three of 11 for 36 yards and an interception in the fourth quarter of this game. That's not going to get it done, right? That is not going to help a defense that is tired because they've been out here because you're not sustaining drives. You got your uh, uh, your head coach getting cute with the play calling and going for gut shots. Now, you know, George Kittle would have made some noise with that 42-yard reception on offensive pass interference I did not see. The same play happened with Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph in the end zone. That resulted in a touchdown. There was no pass interference there. You know, I, I, I'm not going to talk about bias in certain situations, but again, in the heat of the moment, in the driver's seat, the the Niners are having things happen to them that doesn't allow them to maintain control and are just giving this game away. I, it, it baffles let, my let mind. Me, yeah. Let me quickly ask you, you touched on the pass interference call on Kittle there. Yeah. So you, even though that we all saw his, his right hand did f- come out and fully extend on the, on the defender. Yeah. It, it was, it, was it the right call? I think it was hand fighting. I think it was hand fighting as opposed to, uh, you know, him using that entire, and I don't even think the push was that hard. Yes, the arm extends, but I don't know if he got enough contact to really adjust that player enough to get away from it. He's already got the outside for the pass. By the time you see the arm go, he's already got the outside. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I think the player was already beat. The defensive player was already beat. And the only way that defensive player would have made that play is if he had grabbed Kittle and kept him from running. Right. If you mm-hmm. look at it from the opposite side, what what would that defensive player had to have done to make a play on the ball? There is no play on the ball for the defensive player for where it's been thrown. His only opportunity is to grab the jersey and keep Kittle from getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's I feel like if it didn't get called, I wouldn't have been terribly upset about it. Right? But I understand that why they called it like I said, because his arm does fully extend. So yeah. I do get it. Um, like I said, it's one of those things that you mentioned before that about that Vikings score against the Saints, you know, granted, you know, same kind of thing. They didn't call it there. Kind of, you know, inconsistency of the, of the ref sometimes in the league. But, you know, it's unfortunate. It, it happens. And like I said, it can go either way. Yeah. But, man, like I said, but Pat Mahomes, he, he threw in another MVP of performance, of course, winning the game's MVP. Um, and now he's he is eligible for a contract extension now with the Chiefs. You know, he does have one year left with a team option for the fifth year because this is only his third year in the league. But he, he's, he is eligible for an extension. My, should he should they extend him now or even or maybe perhaps wait another year? I mean, I, I just don't I mean, granted, he's worth all the money you can give him. But let's be honest. He's the he's arguably the best player in the game right now. OK, yeah. I mean, at least the best quarterback. Should they give him what he wants now? What was it, 30, 35, 40 million dollars a year, whatever it is? Should they give it to him now or wait a year? My thought is, I'd say you maybe you wait one year just because you want to make sure you're getting more pieces, just because you don't want to pay mm-hmm. everyone. You're coming off this 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 high. Of course, you're winning the big game. Of course, I get that. Yeah. You want to keep your quarterback around. But however, a lot of teams tend tend to fall off after winning. You know, coming off coming off much success. So this you want to true. make sure your your pieces stay in place. In order to do that, you need to, you need to have money to pay your guys. Because if you're not paying your guys, they will not stay with you. A lot of times, yeah. you'll see these these teams who have so much success. Guys break off. It's like, oh great, I had success here. Let me go. Let me go get paid somewhere else. So I think you need to pay your guys before you kind of just pay one guy who can still, who is still illegally, who is contractually, uh, with the team for at least at least another year, which you can have him for another for a second year after that. So 
a whole bunch of things I want to respond to there. I completely disagree that Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of that game and he had MVP performance. Uh, I think Damian Williams was the MVP of that game. Uh, one for going before his 38-yard game-clinching run at the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, touchdown run. He was 66 on 16 carries, which is about 4.1 per carry average, right? Moving the chains for them, sealed the game for them. The big part of when Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball to the defense he is getting chunk yards. He should have got the MVP. Uh, uh, to continue on with that, um, all right, giving him an extension, we here at, uh, what's the word, entertainment member. You member, right? You member when <laughs> Flacco got three years for $66 million, You member. You member when Cousins got three years for $84 million, You member. Mm. You member when Stafford got four years, $92 million guaranteed. It's, mm. coming. it's coming. You either do it now or you wait and have him blow up again or drop off because it's hard when your targets on your back, you generally miss the playoffs the next year. Uh, if, but you don't always repeat, we haven't seen one since what the, uh, the Broncos, I believe. Uh, and so the, 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 the amount of guaranteed money just keeps rolling the amount of money they're paying these guys. And again, we, we have, you know, other things that we're, we're not going to get to the hall of fame stuff just yet. Um, but you think about what, other quarterbacks are going to potentially get, and it, it's happening all over the league. You get a sickening feeling in your stomach for how much money they're giving to these guys, but Dak is on the block right now, right? You know, you think about, okay, you're going to pay Patrick Mahomes, who you just said, Sherman, is still contractually obligated with the team under his rookie contract, but again, mm-hmm. we hear at What's the Word Entertainment, we support players making money, those at the pro and the collegiate, excuse me, junior collegiate uh, uh, mm-hmm. level. Um, but Sherman, what do you think about the Cowboys that – they might franchise tag Dak Prescott and he might sit out because of that. I, I just, I mean, it's, I feel like it's typical to just delay the process. Now, this is what teams are doing. It happened with Kirk cousins. They franchised him for, for a couple of years, you know, yeah. I mean, and then eventually he ended up saying, screw it up, deuces them out. You know what I mean? And he Le- got Le'Veon the, Bell, same situation. Le'Veon Bell. He sat out an entire season and he got paid. Now, was it worth it to him? Quite possibly, he was—he still had made plenty of money in his career. He can now he got a full year off to rest his body, mm-hmm. and, you know, and heal up, which is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. But with the Cowboys franchise Dak, I think that they probably will to just kind of save money internally because you know, we, as we all know, they just paid Zeke very well this past year. He sat out for you know through training camp and everything, joined the team right before the season started. Should they franchise Dak? No, I feel like Dak has earned his money. I don't think he's earned Patrick Mahomes' money, obviously. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, as we know, of course, you know, with, with the championship, has had more success on the field. Yeah. Um, but Dak has earned the right to have a long-term, well-established, well-developed contract. I don't think he's worth, you know, $35, 40000000 like Patrick Mahomes. Not at all. You know, maybe give him something in the range of $20 million per year. You know, uh, maybe, you know, let's say $60 million guaranteed, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it the right move for the Cowboys? Yeah. Man, it's a tough question just because, you know, like I said, it's kind of just basically just deferring the, you know, the deal to later on. It could be if they're looking to get more pieces in. I mean, all that offense is prolific. It's dynamic, you know, maybe to shore up the deep on the defensive side. You see yeah. where they come out with the draft this year. They make some deals there on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't the Chiefs really, let's say they franchise him this year. He plays, they do the contract next year. Would he get more than Patrick Mahomes next year? 
in a, in, by circumstance, he could. Do I think he should is a different story. And I will say absolutely 100% no. Okay. I'll say 100% hell no, he should not get more than Patrick Mahomes, to be honest with you. Fair, um, fair. But would he sit out? I don't think Dak's that guy. I think Zeke is that guy, as we saw. For sure. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Know? Um, but I don't think Dak's that guy to sit out. Okay. Mm, it's fair. It's fair. I, I will have to agree with you. I don't think he gets more than Mahomes. Um, but I think it would be a, a – listen, if they want to try to give Patrick Mahomes an extension – Go ahead. I have every belief, 100% believe that he's going to reject the offer and wait until after the end of the next season to really set a price tag for what he's able to do. Um, now, that being said, I, I just want to see these teams on another year first place schedule, another year of, you know, people knowing what you're about. Um, and see where they end up. You know, we're comparing guys who've only played for a few years to guys that we saw play for 15 plus years and like either denigrating what the 15 year long tooth veteran was capable of or overhyping what, you know, in a limited time and sometimes against bad teams, we're giving to the new young guys. Uh, so, you know, as an ode to the veterans, we got the Hall of Fame class of 2020 coming up. Uh, uh, Sherman, did you see any issues with this Hall of Fame class? You know, there was just probably there was obviously some notable names. Everyone's no entitled to their opinion who should be in the Hall of Fame. We touched on it last week about Eli Manning, you know, whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. And this class, yeah. you know, Troy Palomalu, Isaac Bruce. The one name that kind of stood out to me that was kind of off, I thought, was running back for Edron James. Um yeah. I just don't when I think of Edron James, I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. You know, he was a four time pro pole bowler with the Colts, um, rookie of the year as well um you know had a had a very decent career and you know it's funny quite frankly you know the funny the year after the Colts let him go he left he walked he left the Colts and go I think he went to Arizona if I'm not mistaken the Colts won the Super Bowl mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah uh, now I think that's funny I think Jim Irsay the Colts owner did send him a Super Bowl ring at that time um you know yeah. just for basically but you know obviously he didn't earn it as he wasn't on the squad yeah but that to me that was the one name that kind of stood out I was like hmm should this guy get in the Hall of Fame which makes me kind of go back to what um, we were talking about last week, you know, and I think uh, Deion Sanders had said, you know, is the Hall of Fame too easy for players to get into now these days? I think Deion could be right here when he's saying that it could be a little too easy for players to get in the get in the hall. You know, um, to me, you know, like I said, I think Palomalu, I think he tied, retired a little bit too early, but no, he had some injuries. Isaac Bruce is definitely worthy. I mean, I feel um, give me your thoughts on any of these guys. Um. I mean, Troy Palomalu got to got to, uh, you know, shore up a very good defense, um, but then it gave him the opportunity to do so many amazing things where people still had to challenge him because the defensive up front was so good. You know what I mean? When you think your opportunity is to pick apart a guy like that and to the to his credit, again, you can call me a homer. These were uh Defenses that Tom Brady ate up, right? Uh, uh, who is the D Dick LeBeau? Tom Brady ate Dick LeBeau alive. Go look the stats, check for yourself. Uh, in the response to Edron James being a Hall of Famer, that, you know, and the question, uh, America, is are there any issues? I also thought I saw an issue with Edron James as a Hall of Famer. Now, I, I, I am a huge uh, disproponent or uh, ant antithesis. Well, I don't know what the word is. I'm, I'm a hater. And, you know, I don't like, <laughs> that's, that's I, don't like hater. <laughs> I don't like fetus head. I'm not a, I'm not a big Tennessee Volunteers fan. You know, you can't just go into the swamp and throw four interceptions. You got the Heisman Trophy on the line. That's that's college. We're not going to talk about college as a, as a pro. <laughs> I've not been a fan of Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning played with this guy. 
Peyton Manning played with a guy who in his uh, rookie season, he had 1,500 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground, and four touchdowns in the air. And then in his sophomore season, this guy had uh, 1,000, excuse me, 1,700 rushing yards uh, uh, and also had 2,300 yards from the line of scrimmage. Uh, with another 13 rushing touchdowns. Uh, oh, excuse me, and five, so he had 18 touchdowns, five touchdowns in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, had mm-hmm. an injury season in 2001, came back, still had 900, almost 1,000 yards in 2002, and then proceeded to have one, two, three, four, five, six straight 1,000-yard seasons. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Five, 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 five straight 1,000-yard seasons. So in total of his, what, seven-year career, he had uh, – no, I'm sorry, he had, a, he had a 11-year career. He had seven seven thousand yard rushing seasons. I mean, that's I don't know if that's Hall of Fame. What what is what is obviously against his contemporaries or maybe excuse me, not his contemporaries, not at the same time. Other people that he played with, he yeah, might have been outdone. You know, he uh, what was it thirteenth on the all time list. Yeah, he's thirteenth on the all time rushing. You know, it it can go either way. It's really it's really just what people's opinions really are. You know, there's no sort of gen. There's no sort of I guess quantitative you know calculation to get in the hall of fame it's just whether vote these voters just feel all right this guy's cool he's good this guy's cool he's good you know look at look what happened with t.o you tell me t.o wasn't a first ballot hall of famer come on t.o is arguably the third greatest wide receiver of all time to me because to me it's jerry rice and then andy moss um and you know and but you don't let t.o in you know it's just because it's people how it's people's it's their it's their perception it's people's feelings getting involved because people did they didn't like t.o he was too brash he was too absolutely that's i what, agree with you Completely that's what it you. was okay so no but does that does that entire picture make for what a player is going into the hall of fame because you're you know is there a part of it where it's not just your persona on the field but your persona off the field right I, I don't I think it's unfair just because you're an outlandish guy, you're in the media, you're doing things like who cares? As long if you're balling on the field, yeah. that that it's all it's a matter about what you do, your body of work. Yeah. That's what should get you in the in the in the Hall of Fame. Um, just because, you know, you celebrate, you showboat, maybe you make some controversial comments, you know, with your coaches, you yeah. fight with your teammates, who cares? Yeah. As long as you produce to me, people kept saying with T.O. when the T.O. thing was going on, you know, you know, uh, he's this, he's that. I don't want his team. Listen, dude, he can talk about my mama. I don't care. <laughs> if, he show, if, he, if he shows up on Sundays and I'm, I'm an owner of a team and he shows up on Sundays, that's all I care about. Okay? Yeah. That's yeah. why you that's why you have this team. That's why you're, you're a GM, you're an owner, you're a coach, whatever it is. You're there to play football games. You're, you're, there, you're there to win football games. And he came to play. So to me, as long as you showed up on Sundays, that's all that mattered to me. So again, so- you know. Sorry, to that end, so, no, sorry to cut you off, but no, I, I completely agree with you. You show up on Sundays. We we can say that at least Edger and James, for the majority of his career, showed up on Sunday, right? And to a level that every team, if if you're telling me I'm going to get a thousand yard rusher, thousand plus, and he can help me out in the air, you know what I mean? Like these, these his receiving yards are nothing to scoff at as well, right? So in the offense, thinking of the offense that he was in, he was he was probably pretty prolific, right? But again, yeah. it's how you tell yes. the story. Like Eli Manning, when we discussed Eli Manning, if you if you ask an NFC East fan about what it was like playing Eli Manning twice a year, right, where he's going to do bonehead stuff and maybe make a couple big throws, does that yield a Hall of Fame career? Just because right. you tacked two Super Bowls on that. No, the the game to game, week to week, this guy looked bad. Yeah. This guy but, looked bad for a long time. But this is why I said I think he will get in, not that he should get in with Eli. 
like I said, he, I think look at it, like, like I said, he I I believe the voters will vote Eli Manning into the Hall of Fame. Do I feel that he deserves and should get in the Hall of Fame? Different thing. But I think he will get in. That's why I say it like that, you know. But um, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, it's something that we can talk about for for days, you know, how, what the qualifications are, you know, things like that. But you know, we can we'll, let's just move on because I mean, we could be we could be here all day because all there's day certain long. I'm sure there's certain people that are in the Hall of Fame now be like, hmm, what? Or right. some people are not in the Hall of Fame. It's like, dude, why are you in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah, like a yeah. at this point, I feel like it's a mood point. So yeah. <laughs> let's keep it rolling. Can, keep, gonna stay with some uh, from some more football news. Um, the XFL is starting today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, as we all know, the XFL was around what? This is what more than what 15 years ago something more like than that 15 years ago yeah about 18 or 19 years ago when Vince Back when he was, hit me was a was a household name Ooh, that's still honestly that's still one of the best nicknames i've seen <laughs> i i ain't gonna hate on he hate me but, you know, i'm just telling you that was a cool nickname but um i'm just curious you know do you think oh betty that the xfl could be successful this time and what they could, i guess have to do to be successful at this point in time this go around um, can it be successful? We'll find out, man. A couple of the rule changes that they put in, uh, that you know, they don't have a lot of big names out there uh, that I've seen. Um, uh, but you know, it's if if they can bring a faster game, which the NFL has been trying to do for years, uh, and to some extent has allowed, um, we we might be seeing something that could stick around. Hey, Vegas is taking bets on it. You know, I, I myself am going to the inaugural game for the D.C. Defenders. We're going to going to see if we can't come up with a, a few slogans here, maybe make it to, to Barstool Sports or something. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think it can be. Now, what, what's interesting is that the WWE and I haven't looked at this uh, article yet on on um, New York Times, but or Wall Street Journal. Uh, but the WWE is having some money troubles. Our uh, isn't uh, Linda McMahon in the cabinet as the uh, business chair of the of the White she, House Council, she, whatever, small business administration. There. Yeah. Um, are you guys about to get bailed out? Uh, say <laughs> what? <laughs> and start, starting a new business venture. Hey, we're we're making the XFL, uh, but we're leaking money somewhere else. Uh, well, hey, I, I don't know. I think it's got a chance. It'll at least be exciting. That much, you know. Yeah, um, as you mentioned about some some of the bigger names that they're kind of missing. I mean, I guess two a, a few notable names that they got out there. Um, former Ohio State quarterback Cardell Jones is in there playing playing for your DC Defenders. Um, uh, Matt McGloin is in the is on the New York squad. Former Penn State quarterback. Um, you know, a couple other uh, the former Oakland uh, Raiders punter Marquette King is out there. <laughs> you know, Sammy um, Coates is out there. Matt Elam's out there. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing so, that I thought was interesting, Kenny Robinson. Did you hear about this? No. Kenny Robinson is a former player from West Virginia who took a contract oh, to go there. Yes, 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 yes. He, he left his, some of his eligibility on the table with you know Virginia, and he said, you know what, I'm gonna try to get paid. And you know, it's it's funny because the salaries aren't mm, that that great. I think the average salary they were talking about was around fifty five thousand over a ten game season. Um, in some cases, approaching. You know, the NFL minimum of about 500,000, you know, which are probably for about probably for those quarterbacks, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Landry Jones is in there as well, too. Um, you know, and look, one of the uh, big name coaches is Bob Stoops, the former Oklahoma Sooners uh, coach. So 
What a clown. He's like, you guys want to see some points? I put some points up. Don't you worry. <laughs> like you mentioned before, they're trying to stick to a trying to make a faster game, which you said, you know, the league is going to be new for a, a long time um, with the no extra points and things like that. The clock is going to keep running, you know, on incompletions, you know, unless it's under two minutes. So I'm, I'm, I am interested to see how it goes. It's not, it's, I don't think it's going to be any of the uh, extravagant the, theatrics from we saw before with the wild cheerleaders and the, you know, nonsense, you know, WWE style stuff on the field. This is going to stick to football, which is what they should have done before. Yeah. But of course, this was this was Vince McMahon's baby. So this is what Vince. That's all he knew was going with mm-hmm. the, the wild stuff. So of yeah. course, yeah. that's what he put out there. So I I'll, I'll admit I am interested to see how it pans, pans out. So I'll, I think I'm gonna I'm, I am gonna check it out. And I'll look for you in the uh, the stands today, Obed. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, sir. Um, quickly, just some quick baseball news. I don't know if you saw the um, the Dodgers made some waves the other day with the Red Sox trading for outfielder Mookie Betts and starting pitcher David Price. Man, the Dodgers for sure are trying to get back to the get back to the chip. And of course, you know, we know they lost two years in a row to the Astros and, and to, the, to those Red Sox. Um, I like the move. This definitely improves their roster quite a bit. And Mookie Betts, the former MVP, this is a heck of a move for the Dodgers. So they're going, I think they're just, they're, they're putting all their chips and chips on the table. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. I mean, I think it's a tough end for Mookie Betts from what seemed like a, just a star studded start to his, his career uh, in the majors. Um, but you know, the, the fallout from this whole cheating scandal with the Astros has really kind of, uh, overshadowed the fact that like the the right uh, excuse me the Boston Red Sox were trying to keep this guy and doing the best mm-hmm. that they could but it just didn't end up panning out it's kind of sad in that regards uh, but this is a huge upgrade for the Dodgers and for a team that we know is always there close to the last game or in the last uh, the, in the World Series um, I I think this is a this is a huge move for them you know hey we're going to see them in their third championship run. So. Quite, quite possibly, quite possibly. And the other thing I thought that was interesting, some baseball news that I know we talked about it last week, how some fool <laughs> didn't vote in Derek Jeter. Now, this man has decided to keep his ballot private. <laughs> you big <Why>? dummy. <laughs> America, we need to get a petition or a vote or something to out this man. I said it before. I need his name. I want his address, his phone number, his email, his social, his blood type. I don't care what you got to do. Out this man. What, again, what? Let me hit MySpace. <laughs> Yo, word, right? Send me his, send me everything, you know? Dude, what fool did not vote Derek Jeter to the Hall of Fame? I just, I, I, I can't believe it. And the fact that he's allowed to stay private, Shame on the league for allowing this to happen. No, because it's somebody who who I, I, he must be respected. He must be somebody that's respected. That for even him to pull it, they, like this would be very shocking if we he, were to find out who Bama is. If he's um, respected, then he has no respect for the game. Because damn it, I, if you don't think Jerry G is a Hall of Famer, you are on something. We want to talk about respect for the game. Uh, you know, I don't know how Derek Jeter didn't get every vote, and apparently Lamar Jackson got every vote for the. Uh, through the air player of the year is almost an insult to the quarterback position. Again, what is the story? The story is going to be the accolades that that uh, Patrick Mahomes got the MVP in the Super Bowl, but Damian Williams is the reason that team was still in the game. That uh, Lamar Jackson got the the air yards and the MVP trophy, but he couldn't hit a court, uh, running back in running an out. He couldn't hit a tight end in the flat. He couldn't hit a tight end up the seam, and he couldn't hit a wide receiver running a, a post corner. Stop! Mm. Stop it! 
right? Like that's if you, if you don't watch these games and see what happens, you're going to hear some nonsense like, oh, I don't think Derek Jeter was one of the best captains, one of the best leaders, or one of the best players that baseball had seen in some odd 40 years. Stop yeah, it. It's, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Moving on, let's get, let's get into some basketball news. And then around the association, there was a couple of trade deadline deals uh, that went down this week. Um, to me, most notably was the Grizzlies finally getting rid of Andre Iguodala to the Heat. This improves the Heat team quite a bit. I mean, this is a surprising Heat team, to quite frankly, so to speak. I mean, there was I didn't think they'd be this great. So just just to be honest with you, I did not think the Heat would be this good. No, of course we know the um, Jimmy Butler uh, went over to the Heat, you know, coming from Philly last season. But the fact that the Heat is in, is fourth in the East right now, and in, you know, and they got Iguodala, who has been away from the Grizzlies all season long and hasn't never played a single game for them. Yeah. You know, he was he was he he got released. He was traded there for, from the Warriors for just to release some salary cap thing issues there. But man, I think this is a very good move. You know, I think he agreed to what a two year, thirty million dollar deal with the Miami Heat. Yeah. I think it's improves them quite notably. Um, to me, the it's not the biggest, but the well-fit move that's another piece that can really help the Heat. I don't think the Heat's going to really win a championship or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I just think it was a very good move. Um, your thoughts on any other moves that went down this week? Um, I did actually like the Andre Iguodala move. I mean, you think about what the Heat have put together. Jimmy Butler with a young crowd out there has really coordinated that that team to, like, you know, rally up. Let's, like, let's have as much fun. I think Jimmy Butler's finally in a place where he can have yeah. a good time. It's, it's interesting. Himself. It's interesting, yeah. to say the least. Um, and so, you know, another veteran presence is probably good. Somebody with that championship mentality to at least challenge in the in the East. I still feel like the East is a lot easier run. And look at the Bucks are at 44 wins, about to have 50 points again to lead the league. Like, are you crazy? This is ridiculous. Wins, I, I, yeah. And LeBron left this. LeBron, you could just every year if you wanted to be in the championship, you could do it from the East. Um, you know, right. I, and people are just like, well, you know, once uh, Giannis – um, puts together his uh, his outside game. I don't know. After seven years in the league, is this kid gonna automatically become this like? I don't know if he's got the uh, rest in peace Kobe mama mentality to figure out he's got a deficiency in his game and call up a Hall of Famer like Akeem Olajuwon and help to teach him a better post game so he can get underneath and play with people. Um, well, we'll find out. I can't cut the cut the man short. Um, I. I yeah, I think I think it's a good move for the Heat. Um, I did you, you I assume you saw the Clippers got Marcus Morris uh, and as mm-hmm. I thought I thought this was a part of that trade, it was like big fourteen trade or something like that. Um, I think that yeah, was the parties involved. Uh, I and I think it's bad yeah. for the West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helps out the Clippers get some more depth on that squad. You know, it's funny because we were I was thinking that the other LA team, the Lakers, would make some moves at the deadline, you know. And I think, you know, they, they didn't make any moves. So the Clippers kind of just improved their roster there. You know, yeah. um, I was I was thinking, you know, are the Lakers really good enough to win out? I think they still are possibly. You know, the, the Clippers are what? I think only, what, two and a half games behind the Lakers. This, yeah. only, not, this, this only helps them, yeah. um, you know, in the long run. So I think they could possibly, you know, make a move for that number one seed. Yeah. Um, this, like I said, yeah, the Clippers, they got Marcus Morris, Isaiah Thomas. Um, I think it was a part of a three-team deal. Uh, involved with the Wizards and I believe the Knicks as well, you know, and okay, obviously the Knicks too. But, um, you know, a couple of things went down. Andre Drummond went over to the Cavs. The Warriors, other, the Warriors moved with the Timberwolves. I thought it was interesting too. Finally, they, they traded uh, D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins. I was, uh, I was a bit, I guess, confused by the Warriors even going after Russell in the first place. 
mm. when they had yeah, when they got Steph. Now Steph, of course, has been injured pretty much the whole entire season. So I guess it is a good thing they had D'Angelo Russell because he's been playing yeah, well. Yes. He's, you Absolutely. know, but going into the season, I was a little confused by because you know he he would just be a backup really to Steph. You know, yeah. I, mean, I know that Clay Clay is out as well too. You know, he you play two point guards, maybe, you know, yeah. but um, now you got Andrew Wiggins kind of kind of filling that void. Um, while Clay is out, I guess you'd say, yeah. you know, I, I kind of, I do like this move because maybe Curry, Curry is going to come back healthy soon. You can have Curry, you can have Wiggins, and eventually when when Clay gets better, you have him, and then of course Draymond. Will they return to championship form? That's left I don't to think be. So uh, I think this is a lost year for them. Yeah, well, this def- this is definitely a lost year. But let's say even looking at the future, looking at you know, let's say next season, you no, know, can the Warriors really get back to where they were? I mean, quite frankly, Warriors are the worst team in the league. Yeah. Statistically, I mean, they are they have the worst record at twelve and forty right now. They have yeah. the worst record in the league. Yeah. Um, but can they get back to where they were? You know, it's tough just with all the injuries. If if everyone's healthy, if Curry's healthy, if Clay's healthy, if Draymond's healthy, even Andrew Wiggins, yeah. you know. Maybe it's a question. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's uh, it's definitely not the same. Pardon me for cutting it. Uh, But, you know, you think about it's not just that the Warriors have changed and the Warriors have made moves. Do any of the moves they make help them be more competitive in what has happened in the West around them? Like they when the dust settled from a finals that they lost uh, and then going forward. Right. Okay, even one more year older LeBron. But the Clippers team that is able to keep that team together as it is now for one more year, I, I just and, you know, Dame Lillard is not going away. Right. Like it just I I, I think the, the right. The, the the and what the entire the entire Western Conference around them changed so drastically that if if next year the Warriors could return to some kind of championship level, they're going to be balling out of control. So, yes, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Yes. Uh, uh, Clay Thompson, yes, Steph Curry, are those three guys creating enough offense with Draymond Green doing Draymond things? Who's that fifth guy, right? Who are who is the, actually the fifth, sixth, and seventh guy that are going to help, you know, put this team together, get these guys back to shooting? You know, is it gonna is it about to be the resurgence of the Splash Brothers? I, I'm not sure how old Steph Curry is. I think Clay Thompson still has it, but is is Steph going to start dropping off? Is that is that a blasphemous thing to say? You know, I don't know. I can't imagine Steph just dropping off. He's only what he's he's 31. He'll be okay. he'll be 30. So. He'll be 32 next month. Okay. Uh, he's got he's got at least another six years ahead of him. You know what I mean? Okay. So then you know, hey, maybe they could do it. But I just feel like there's at least three more pieces that they would have to add for me to be able to believe that they're going to at least be competitive and make a run. Next year's run in the West is going to be wild when all these teams are healthy. Yeah, for yeah, for definitely, definitely right there. I mean, it's kind of it's, it will be interesting. And you mentioned Damian Lillard; he's been balling out of control. I think he's what third in, third in the uh, association in, in points per game. Yeah. He's he's going off. He's on a tear, but he needs help. And I don't know why the Blazers didn't try to make any other moves if they really want, want to contend. Yeah. I don't see them winning a championship with Dame and CJ McCollum and quite frankly, and Carmelo at the, yeah. you know, you know, no. take them together. They're not. They're Damian Lillard, I feel, should not have signed that long-term extension he did before, um, unless he gets assured that people are going to come to Portland and he's they're going to get players. I mean, quite frankly, you know, how many people are going to go to Portland? You know, absolutely not. Oh, have you, I've never been to Portland. I've seen <laughs> uh, TV shows about Portland. I don't know why anyone would want to go there. 
It's not, it's not <laughs> the darling of the Pacific Northwest by comparison. Maybe I'll go to Seattle. Let the Supersonics come back. Dang, yeah. start talking to somebody about bringing the Supersonic backs and go and go back there and wear green, bro. Yeah, they would yeah. love you in Seattle. Yeah, dude. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. But unfortunately, they didn't make any moves. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I also wanted to talk about the uh, All-Star uh lineups the you know as we know the uh NBA all-star game is next week all-star weekend is next week and you know three-point shootout dunk contest and all that and the of course the game is sunday night um man so we got team lebron versus team Giannis once again um lebron and Giannis Antetokounmpo were the are designated as the captains they made their picks dude looking at these lineups i think we, i said it's you offline if this was an actual nba t- these were t- if these were two real nba teams going at one another Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. 10 out of 10 times, I would say Team LeBron would win. LeBron's team is ridiculous. First first of all, his starting lineup, AD, Kawhi, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. Come on. Giannis started out with Joel Embiid and then Pascal Siakam. You went with Pascal Siakam over Kawhi Leonard? (laughs) That was terrible? I just... If he continues to pick teams like this, like, come on, man. Dude, this like this. If this was a legit, like I said, if this was a legit, legit game where these were the teams actually facing off against one another, it would not even be a question of who would win. To me, um, I mean, looking at the even the bench, dude, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikolai Jokic, Jason Tatum. Come on, dude. And you got you got Leonis going up against guys like Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert. Now he went big. I'll say Giannis. I think he I think he did the same thing last year. He went yeah. with, with big guys. Flex is big guys, yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to give love to big dudes. Okay, I get it. But dude, yeah. you're trying to win a game. You, yes. you you need scorers. You got these guys are gonna put the ball on the floor and take it to the lane. You know what I mean? You need some people. Yeah. You need shooters. This is an all star game. And one thing I noticed, uh, if you see the trend here, you know, as we talked about that, that the, the West is where it shines. LeBron has got a lot of Western Conference players on his roster, right? Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Dame Lillard, uh, Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Paul, uh, Russell West Westbrook, Westbrook, Chris Paul. Yep. Yeah, like, you Pretty know, it's, it's, that's where the star, that's where the studs are at. That's where the stars are at. That's where the big names are at. That's where the, the nail-biting game winners are going to be at, even though those game winners are shot by teams who are not even going to make it to the playoffs or go deep in a run. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's yeah, I, I Giannis just needs to, whew, oh, God. Somebody Dude, get you, this, does he play NBA Street or any, any of the NBA games? I don't you know. know I, I can tell he don't play fantasy football. I can tell you that right now. Tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't play fantasy football, son. All I'm kickers, baby. <laughs> this, dude, this, dude, this, this is the dude who's picking up two defenses, you know, three quarterbacks, and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, dude, come on. What do you got right now? Come on. Dude, get him out of here. Please, whatever. Where, yo, I'm telling you right now. Giannis, if you want to play in, my, in our fantasy football league, holler at your boy, okay? Because you will get squashed. Trying to, trying to play on $100. Let me get T-shirt A, Hushmazoo. Still out here talking talking about why Randy Moss ain't available. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here, dude. (laughs) Well, well, folks, I think that on that note, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Uh, Of course, another great time, old bed here. Any uh, anything, last words, anything we might have left out. America, go enjoy this weekend. It's beautiful out. Remember, uh, and hey, you got one week, all right? What did I tell you last year? 
you gotta wait until the week after Valentine's Day to buy the flowers for the next year because they like $30, right? You're about to go drop $55 on a bouquet of some of the leftovers. But make sure you show love where it needs to be shown. (laughs) Absolutely. Words of wisdom, again, once again, from from my boy, old pet. folks that's gonna do it like i said don't forget to check us out on soundcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment and on twitter at the wwent photo bed i am sure we will catch you guys next time peace peace